Hey guys, welcome back to The Encounter um, by Redeem LA. Today we have uh, Shirley, today we have Shaylee once again, and today we're gonna have Sam. Sam is looks nervous, I don't know why he's about to cry or something like that. But um, today we're gonna continue our our, um, our talk that we've been having for the last uh, two days. Uh, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk, right? We're gonna, we're gonna talk about the process before the promise. And as you guys know, we were talking about Moses, right? The murder, and last time we talked about the liar, which is Jacob. And today, honestly, this fits perfectly because this comes it comes after Jacob comes Joseph, right? And Joseph, uh, we call him the slave, as you guys all know why, right? And I, actually, I wanted to start just by just by uh, just finishing, um, I guess, picking up where we left off last time. That we were thinking is that Jacob it was was a man of God, right? He was he was a, he was a man changed his name his his name to Israel, and from him. The 12 tribes came out just so we understand how how important he was and then joseph comes joseph the son the son of his eyes the one that he loved the one that he actually wanted this whole time and and it's crazy because if you guys start reading the the, the story of joseph and jacob uh, slowly he he is sent with his brothers to work and instead of coming back and being the leader that his dad thought he could be, he came to be a little snitch. He came and told his his father, hey, all they do over there is mess around. All the way they do is do this, this. And he started becoming this person of, of hate. And all this happens because there's a little thing inside of him called ego. He thought he was the best. He thought he was perfect. He thought he was the chosen one. And... I'm not saying he wasn't, because I think he was. I think he was a chosen one. But at the same time, God needed to use him at some point, and he needed to grind him and turn him and move him in order for his ego to be removed out of the occasion. And it can be his gift plus Jesus equals his um, equals his calling, right? And and he we can see that in this whole time that he's there, he has a dream about how everybody's gonna bow down to him. Just paraphrasing, just so we're not stuck on uh, reading, you know, the whole the whole chapter, the whole the whole story. And he starts telling everybody how everybody should be bowing down to him. And even his father tells him, "It's like, what do you suppose that we, me and your mother do? Bow down to you as well?" As as a shown of even Jacob had enough of Joseph, of his ego, of his. Of his, um, of his, how do I say, his fault. That was his <laughs> ego. His his thought of himself was higher than everybody else, which kind of brought him to the point where we were talking about he got sold by his brother, and uh, he uh, decided, um, you know, God decided to shatter his ego. Go ahead. Yeah, and it's crazy because uh, with Joseph, God showed him what he wanted to use him for. You know, usually. Um, before God gives us our promise, he usually shows us or gives us like that glimpse. Like I say, like a little, shows us like a little Polaroid picture. Like, hey, this is what I want to do with you. And that's it. You know, there's nothing more. He shows you the what, but he doesn't show you the, the when or the how. How is he going to do it? You know, and that's the thing with Joseph. When God showed him, hey, you, you know, you're going to be someone great. You know, that your family's going to bow down to you. And, you know, people are going to, you know, respect you. You know, like Danny said, you know, ego filled him up and that all that all got into his head and you know he immediately told you know his brothers hey you know what you know god gave me a dream that you know all you guys are gonna bow down to me hey dad you know god gave me a dream that you're gonna bow down to me and what happens usually when we um expose what god wants to do with us early on people try to you know kill it you know we talked about moses earlier you know the devil knew that Moses was going to be born and was going to be the liberator of God's people. So what did he try doing? 
He tried killing Moses. If you read the story, the Bible says that Pharaoh told all the midwives of of the of every Hebrew woman that was pregnant, saying that okay, if if it's a boy, throw him out into the Nile River, but if it's a girl, keep him. And that's what he started doing. If it's a boy, they would throw the baby out into the Nile River. Meaning what? They would destroy the baby, you know, in its defenseless form that's what he that's what uh, the devil tried doing with moses and we see here that's what you know happened with joseph mm -hmm. his brothers all got jealous and then what happened if we keep reading on the story his brothers you know sold them mm -hmm. well before that they threw him into a a, a, a well a pit a ditch mm -hmm. and you know they took his his clothing and they killed an animal and they told us they told their father hey you know what your favorite son that you love so much died and, and that's and that's and that's so crazy because, you know, like that was just like literally step one to his process, right? <laughs> and that's crazy to know that because even like even, even if you even see like who he gets sold to, like even has a meaning, right? He gets he gets sold to an Ishmaelite, right? Which was the descendant from the other part of Isaac. Mm -hmm. So I mean, if you guys start like noticing all these things, like these little things of the Bible, like he gets sold to the counterpart that Abraham casted out and that person is the one that took him all the way uh to Egypt and and uh, look before we even get to that and I, if please if you have something to say please tell me and, and interrupt me but I was gonna tell you that it's so crazy how it's so crazy how his own brothers decided to put him in this pit so right. before even becoming a slave he was already <laughs> a slave to his ego mm -hmm. which made him put in that hole Right, babe. So, 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 what made him get there? What made him? What made them hate his brother so much? Mm -hmm. The same sense of he felt almighty. He was like, "Oh, you want to feel like that?" And keep in mind, even it happens everywhere. Like if you if you find somebody really high and mighty, what's the first thing you want to do? Trip them, push them down. <laughs> right? It's it's just it's just like a natural order deal where it says like, "Oh, we need to bring this guy down because he's he's way too high in the in the cloud on the clouds." <laughs> And that's what we need to understand. We need to understand that if he would have understood then and there, but he didn't. Instead, he was sold to the Ishmaelite, and he got carted off all the way to uh, um, uh, Egypt, and he ended up in Potiphar's house. I don't know if he has something to say. Yeah, I'll say something. So when I when we think of Joseph, we think of, okay, Joseph was a dreamer, and not just a daydreamer. He had the gift of interpreting dreams. And I want to read a little bit about what dreams are. So I read it, it says, Dreams are expressions of thoughts, feelings, and events that pass through our mind while we're sleeping. People dream about one to two hours each night, and sometimes we even have three to seven dreams in one night. Everybody dreams, but only some people remember their dreams. The word dreams comes from an old word in English that means joy and music. And it's so crazy because we dream in color and sometimes our dreams even include senses like smells, sounds, tastes, and the things that we touch. And, you know, I was thinking just the other, I was thinking for the past couple of days, I'm like, you know, God, I want you to use me. I want you to give me dreams. I want to be used in that way. And it's crazy because everybody dreams. I read every single person dreams. And it's if you have the desire to remember, then you'll remember. And then for the, I did an experiment and, you know, I've like when I went to bed, past couple two nights in the night i would pray and it'd say i repeated like so many times i need to god please let me remember the dreams that i have and i woke up remembering the dreams and it's crazy because um we'll talk about the dreams that that um he foretells in the for the two prisoners in the in the jail but um i just find it crazy that that god uses 
Joseph, you know, even in the, in the, I read in the commentary that out of all the important people, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph was the most mentioned in the Old Testament, in Genesis. And it's kind of crazy. Why? Because maybe, you know, dreams had such an important meaning. No one, even till this day, we have the most, you know, we have people that study the mind. And even then today, 2000, from 2000 years ago till now, even it's still a mystery. And I found that so, so beautiful that he had that gift of interpreting dreams before e if it was even a thing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> 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 you ended up with a question. Uh, Kat, you wanted to say something? Yeah. Um, so you were mentioning uh, when Joseph was interpreting the dreams for the two prisoners. And that story itself spoke so much volumes because if you really think of it, Joseph was in that prison. And I, qu and I quote it prison because in this chapter, it, it doesn't say prison, but it says house. And in a house, you're, you're like, uh, protected, and you're, like, being formed, just like you do at home. Like, your parents form you, you get molded, and that's exactly what Joseph was going through in that, quote-unquote, prison, right? Mm -hmm. So, if you guys don't know the story, it's, like, a cupbearer, cupbearer, yeah, cupbearer. cupbearer, and, like, the baker, and they got, they got, um, the king of e Egypt mad, which was Pharaoh, and, and this was, like, something that really, like, stood out because Joseph in that time, he was probably, like, like, I'm going through something again. I'm here trapped again with two other prisoners who have gotten in trouble somehow, some, some mm -hmm. way, right? And so as he's, like, interpreting these two dreams that these two um, guys have, uh, one of them is completed and the other one, you know, dies. But after Joseph um, interpreted a dream to, to one of them, he tells him, but when everything is good with you, don't forget about me, right. you know? And mm -hmm. so what, So all of that happens, and um, skip forward, the the guy that went back out and actually was went back to his job, mm -hmm. he forgot about Joseph. But that was like a test for Joseph because he was like depending on, um, he was depending on the guys instead of God right. freeing him out. So sometimes we're, we're doing that. Mm. Um, we just sometimes don't, we, we forget that because God has put in us in this place to actually form us. We think like, oh, what is God trying to teach me again? Or like, oh, here we go again. It's another new season in my life. And we kind of like really dwell on the consequences instead of thinking like, oh, what am I supposed to learn in this, mm. in this like season, mm. right? Mm. And um, so like number one was like Joseph was being used by God in that house, meaning that he was finding his purpose for what the future was going to be. And number two is that we learn here that just like Joseph told like the guys like, oh, remember me when you're out just so I can be freed as well. Mm -hmm. It's like asking you guys like who, where is your dependence on? Like, are you relying on somebody, a family member, a friend to like free you from the things you're enslaved to? Right. It wouldn't work like that because the only one who can free, me, free you from your situation would be God only so that was like a little like like a trial run on him which would be like a, a process you could say yeah, but i feel like i feel like he has skipped the whole the whole time that yeah. the potiphar's wife told him that he she she yeah. she had i feel like i feel like that's 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 a good part too because i was going to tell you guys that 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 before he goes to jail uh -huh. i want you guys to look at this i want you guys to look at these two things for example he is sold listen how much god loves him he is sold to ishmaelites and in, and instead mm -hmm. of being a slave, he is sent to a house. Mm -hmm. Meaning what? He was the favorite one in his house. Yeah. Right. And God said, oh, you can't learn there? Sounds good. Mm 
I will make you a common slave at somebody else's house. That's where we are right now. Right. That's where we are right now. Where are we right now? We couldn't learn in heaven, so now we're going to learn here. We're going to learn in somebody else's house. We're going to be the slave. We're going to be the servants. We're going to be the servants. What are you going to do there? Check this out. And, and uh, yeah, get, get the microphone so you can talk right now. But I was going to tell you. I was going to say, and then he gets to be all the way. He says, honestly, the, the Bible says that he was he was the second in command after Potiphar, which which was the master of them all. Yeah. And honestly, I, I want to read you guys this, this verse because he he is so cocky still. And that's why I'm, I'm telling you guys that it's, it was that he says. Look, he says on Genesis thirty-nine. He says he is not greater than. He uh, says uh, he is not greater in this house than I am. Nor has kept back anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How can then I do this great wickedness, sin against God? He tells him, "There's nobody greater than me in this house except him." Sorry, him except him. Yeah. And my, and I was talking to my dad this not so long ago. I was, I was in the car with him because I'm driving him a lot lately, and he tells me, "I told him like that, like." This guy's ego was like the size of a like volleyball. I was like, because this guy was yeah. staying. Imagine just none of you guys are married, but just imagine if somebody goes to your house to your to your mom and tells them, "Hey, I'm the one that owns here after your husband." Your parents, your mom would be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 hey, 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 come down," yeah. <laughs> right? And he comes and says, "I am the one. I am the master under the master." And you can see there that 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 you know what what I mean. I, I imagine I imagine God coming down like this and says, "He failed again." Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Here, let me let me let me let me send you let me send you to the next part. Go 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 ahead. Go ahead. Yes, but the crazy thing is, like, in each part of his life, he always managed to be second to like the person, and it it shows in leadership that. He learned how to lead with regular working people, mm-hmm. but then it's like, no, because there's also going to be bad people around you. Now you have to deal with them. Mm-hmm. So he takes him to a prison, and he became, like, leader of all the prisoners. Imagine being respected by that a prisoner. Is. Like, yeah. that takes a lot. Right. Yeah. So it's like... It's he was showing, diligent. He yeah, was, he was always exactly. diligent. So imagine God had to show him, okay, you know how to work with, peop- like, your own people. Now you have to work with Egyptians. Now you have to work with like criminals. Prisoners. Oh my God! And now Bro. you're able when he right. takes him further to like interpreting Pharaoh's dream and becoming second. Like he's like, okay, now I could give you that reward of mm-hmm. governing over all these people that you know how each of them work, each of them think, how you can guide them, how you could direct them, how you could protect them and feed them. Right, and and even here you can even see guys like. Honestly, we can see so many, so many figures, but we can see the figure of, of like our life, right? Like Joseph is at his house, and he doesn't earn, so he goes to just like I was saying. Then he goes into, we couldn't go there, right? So what do we do after after God comes and, and we fail? We go into this per, uh, perfectioning, you know, mm-hmm. gates and, mm-hmm. and places. And after being a prisoner, then we can go up to the king, but only we can be second in command. We mm-hmm. can never be next to him like his bride, but that, that, that's just that's just like a little extra, little yeah. extra thing. But I was gonna tell you, but go ahead. Uh, you you know, um, I was thinking about the whole like process thing. You know, when God puts us in the process, mm-hmm. He, God has like an established time. He's like, all right, I'm gonna put this person through a process, but it's up to us how long that process okay. ha- lasts. Because we see Joseph when he's in jail. He's, you know, second in command. He's at the top. He's like, all right, I'm at the top. So that means I you know, have contacts here and there. I'll be able to get out. He interprets, you know, the dreams. And what happens right when 
God wants to bless him, he tells uh, Gutber, hey, when you get when you get out, don't forget about me. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, God was like, like you know, you know what it is. You know, what? honestly, what you just said just hit me because I was like, it's so true. He should have said, don't forget about God. Mm-hmm. When you get out, don't forget about God. But instead, what did he do again? Like, Back to his tennis. Si- so. No, now it went from volleyball size to a tennis ball size ego. Don't forget about what I did. You should have said, hey, don't forget about what God did in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing that, stay yeah. another two years in that. <laughs> and, and and it's so crazy that who does that because as as a, as a, as a, as a person that's trying to reach a promise or leadership or mm-hmm. and I want to tell you guys something just because you're not a leader doesn't mean you haven't reached a promise right but there's a promise for everybody here mm-hmm. and, and I was gonna tell you guys that before we reach that we have to understand that there is no such thing as a promise if your character is not tamed and I've told you guys that you guys yeah. can be you guys can have the best ideas you guys can have the best uh you know you guys can know the bible left right upside down you can right ride circles around but if you're angry nobody's gonna accept it from you if you're unjust nobody's gonna hear it from you mm-hmm. if you're not following jesus christ and you're not following a relationship doesn't matter how much you read it it's not gonna show so i was i was i was gonna tell you the same thing that, that you just said it's all about jesus and he, what he should have said is that hey don't forget that the person that took you out of here today is not me it's not uh, whoever's here, but it's Jesus. It's God. God is the one that gave me the ability to give to you. And honestly, that's the biggest part. Go ahead. And Liz. also one more thing to add to this. Before uh, God does something for you, he's always going to do something in you first. Mm-hmm. Always when it, when it comes to your to your, your promise that he wants to give you. It's not, you know, sometimes we think, oh, God, you know, give me my promise. Like, I'm ready. And he's like, no, the promise is there. Mm-hmm. But he's taking you through the process to fix you for the promise, mm-hmm. not the promise for you. Right. And you know what's beautiful about this? When you, when you said that God cleans in you, he needs to clean your heart. So right here, when you don't clean your heart, you need to stop dwelling and moving forward from, from what you are holding on to. And it says in Psalms 51.10, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Restore me again and into the joy of your salvation and make me smile. Make me willing willingly to obey you, Father God, for me to put you um, first. Like I, I love how Kat and, and Danny were saying that Joseph, he always thought um, it was him. Always him, always him, always him, like the Pharisees. But you need to you need to come to um, the realization that it is God in you. And if you don't, um, and you keep going and you keep leading yourself of what's in your side, your heart, what's in the heart, sin is in the heart, and it brings nothing but guilt, grief, and remorse. And so you're gonna you yourself are are um, are are how do you say that you're you yourself are preventing yourself from getting the blessings from you if from going forward of whatever god has for you in the future if you don't clean your heart you are not going to move forward you're not going to spiritually glow i'm grow i mean i'm pretty sure if joseph kept that ego he 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 would not have gotten that promise he you know yeah exactly i I was was gonna tell you that you know what this reminds me of um i'm sure you guys all washed your clothes before right Mm -hmm. and every single washing has cycles Mm-hmm. Right. So, for example, the the shirt that you're washing can go from c- dirty to clean in a matter of seconds. But what does it have to do? First, has to be wet. Then the soap comes in, and then what do you have to do after that? 
<laughs> they gotta agitate it, right? And after that, you can't just take it out on that because it has dirty water. You know what happens? The water's drained, then it's spinned, then there's more water. And as you guys can see, just like just like you guys are saying, like it's like almost like like process after process, and then. You guys go home, or you guys, whatever you guys do, you guys watch Netflix, or you, and then you guys, oh, it's done. And then you see the poor shirt, like, super stiff on the side of the of the washer. But it went through a process, and now it's ready for what? To, to hang, to mm-hmm. dry, for you, so you can be ready to do what? To, to use it. it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what this is. This this, this process that, that Joseph went, went through, he had to go through every single one. And what you said, that he was not hanging on to the past, just hit me. Because imagine this. Did he try to sleep with Potiphar's wife? No. no. He genuinely didn't want to go into that. Yeah, he yeah. did not. And yet, he was treated as if, as if he did. If he was a rapist. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest. I, right? mean, yeah. I mean, the Bible only mentions it once, but we don't know how many times Potiphar's wife exactly. mm-hmm. tried, tried to try do it. it. But, but, it, but it's clear, right, that it was her that wanted him, right? Yeah. It, the Bible never says, oh, and he... You know, no, but I mean, the room. no, but you might never know if he's like, you know, this is me and my imagination. Like he's working and he sees her and he's like, oh man, she's pretty. I'm, I'm guessing she was a pretty girl, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not taking that, but he was, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was very straight in his ways of a, oh snap, I'm about to fall, I gotta run away. Yeah. But I, you know I think what, I mean? what helped Joseph was, you know, obviously he had faith. And also, he remembered that dream God gave him. Of He's course. Like, no, I can't mess mm-hmm. up, you know, because God showed me something. I have to see it come to pass. Exactly. That, he, yeah, yeah. 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 He didn't. He wasn't living in the past. He, 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 he moved on forward from whatever was holding him back. Whatever, what people were calling him a, a, a rapist. How the people were treating him and how looking at him after. And Isaiah forty three eighteen it says, "Forget what happened in the past and do not dwell on events from long ago. I am going to do something new to you. It is already happening." Do, don't you recognize it? I will clear a way in the desert. I will make rivers on dry land. If you live on the past, if Joseph lived on the past and said, oh, you see how people are treating me? Now I'm, I'm okay, fine, yeah, God's, whatever. I'm going to let it go. God's not with me anymore. Exactly. I can't do it anymore. Oh, no, mm-hmm. look at me. I'm in... I'm in jail. Why am I going to work hard again? Yeah. If at the end of the day, they're going to tell me that I'm doing something else and you bring me down again. Mm-hmm. And yet, right. he was still diligent. Mm-hmm. He was still, he, he was rose. still, wet, wet. he rose all the way to the top, even though he failed at the end. But he's still like, the work ethic was definitely there. Mm-hmm. What it wasn't was the heart, was the character. You guys want to say? Yeah. So, um, so, so the cup holder um, in Genesis 48, it says, we both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me your dreams. And then, like Kat was saying, two years pass until the cupbearer leaves and, you know, goes to Pharaoh and does whatever he has to do. And we know that number two, what means testimony. And what was Joseph's testimony it was everybody knew him as the dreamer everybody knew him as he had that gift and then once pharaoh has his two dreams actually because like i was saying he has two dreams he actually had nightmares because he woke up from the first one he went back to bed and he had the second one and he woke up again that startled him so he had two like nightmares and then again so joseph's taken to to pharaoh and then pharaoh asks him to interpret the dreams and he says i cannot do it Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. <coughs> so I just want to point out that in his process, he must have learned something because in both times he gave God the credit. He didn't say, you know, in that moment he wasn't like, oh, 
I can interpret that dreams. In, in both those verses, he says, do not interpretations belong to God. It's God giving me that gift to give to you. And James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. So I love that he just was, he, he always, he gave God credit in those two times, which right. I really liked. And if you guys noticed the the time that he waited extra with with the with the people that he was hoping would take him out of a, a jail, um, it's so crazy because if you guys ever waited for something that you know is coming, like the longer it takes, like you see hope just leaving your life, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like you literally mm -hmm. want to keep it inside you, but you can't. Like hope is leaving. For example, like if you're hoping for you know a new something, new something, and you know you're gonna get it, and as it goes, you're like, oh my god, oh my god. And then if you guys notice, just this is maybe just me. Like, I will never get, forget when I was a little kid and my dad told me, look, I'm taking you somewhere today. And I was excited for it. I couldn't even sleep. And yeah. it went so much longer than it should have, right? If I would have fallen asleep, 8 in the morning, I would have woken up, got to take it to that place. But mm -hmm. since we're, we're waiting on it so much and us as humans are so impatient, that we are like, oh my God, why is that happening? And I'm guessing that he had that. He had to like that. Bro, why isn't this guy talking, telling to you know? I like, wasn't talking to the to the pharaoh, right. and as one year went went by, dude, waiting three hundred sixty five days is a lot. Yeah, I'm sure he lost hope, and when he lost hope, hey, is Joseph here? The pharaoh wants to talk to you, and I I imagine that the walk there, look, I'm telling you, I imagine because because unless you've lived it, you understand. Right. And he was like, okay, mm -hmm. God, now I understand. Like, he was understanding his whole lessons because when Pharaoh talks to him, he tells him, <laughs> I heard that you can interpret dreams. He was like, it's not about what I'm going to do, but what God, God has in store. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that's when I, I see that he has this, I don't know if you guys ever had that, that, that like, like, okay, it's God. It has to be God. Yeah. Beca yeah. Because, because you, you, it doesn't take you long, but you just like, I, I can learn this. I can learn this a little bit. Yeah, little back there, not here. But it doesn't take long, and automatically, like, it becomes a rema. Like, it becomes mm -hmm. like, you automatically change the way you are. You automatically change the way you think. You automatically know that this is not the way it should have been. I should have been this way. And your attitude, the way you think, shifts. the way you... Shifts, right? And everybody goes, Dude, who is this new Shaylee? Yo, who is this new Sam? Who is this new Diane? And it shifts, and that's the only way it can happen is by learning that lesson of the process. You know what I'm going to say? Um, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, just hearing you speak, he's like, you know, we all get impatient. You know, when God says he's going to bless us, but, you know, we don't see it right away. Sometimes we try, you know, we're, we're trying to speed up what he's trying to take his time to do. Mm. And it's like, you know, um, you know, we're talking about all these, you know, great men in the Bible that went through the process. Another man that I can think of right now is Abraham. Mm -hmm. You know, they're saying that says, um, you know, sometimes we try to create Ishmael instead of waiting for the Isaac God promised us. You know, sometimes we try to, you know, we try to figure out, oh, maybe if, if I start doing this, maybe, you know, it's going to speed up God's, you know, process. Or maybe if I start doing that, or maybe if I do this, and it's like, no, God just wants you to be still and know that he's God. Yeah. That's yeah. Exodus 14, 14, right? Have you guys ever read that? I'm going to read to you guys right now. Exodus 14, 14. I read it, and honestly, <laughs> it has become a rem. It says, the Lord will fight for you, and all you have to be Silent. Silent. It's, yeah. So I, I'm telling you, like, like um, I'm telling you guys that God, and look, I want to, I want to just throw something in there. Sometimes it's ourselves that process makes the process a lot longer. Just like yes. Sam was saying, sometimes I, I, I look, I'm, I look back and I'm like, did I really have to go through all that? 
Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe I would have like just. Like if I listened. just would have listened. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I've been I've been thinking. I was like, dude, I I, I I've been like I I like to think over my life, like especially when I shower or when I'm about to go to sleep. I like to think over like what's going on in my life. And I was going, and I see yeah, you're not the only one. Yeah, right. Like everybody does that. Like <laughs> yeah. and some people, dude. Some people tell me they can't sleep because they feel cringe. But I, I've passed that level. I passed that level of cringe because I used to be like, oh my god, that was so cringe. Why did I do that? But. Now I look back and I'm like, it's impossible to say that God is not real. Mm-hmm. Like, it's impossible to say because I'm like, I was here and I could have probably died. And yet, somebody pulled me. Mm-hmm. You're more you're more thankful. Right, yeah, right. Like, yeah. you like stop yeah. and say like, bro, like, like for example, I graduated high school. That's it. And yet, God blesses me. Like, I'm an idiot from high school that was just making fun of people and... I was playing football, thinking that that was the world, and mm-hmm. now God has me up in high and blesses me. And then I look at other things, and God saves me, and God puts things in my ways. And I'm like, God, if you wouldn't have put anything, I would have gone through it, and I would have probably made the worst mistake right. of my life. But yet, you took me out of that. You decided to do this, so I opened my eyes and I said, okay, this can't be anybody but God. You know, and then sometimes, you know, we look at other people, you know, and they're uh, like... You're like, man, you know, it's all sunshine and roses over there, but it's all gloomy here. It's yeah. raining, pouring, <laughs> yeah. you know, like what's going on? And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I've learned like, you know, don't compare your process with someone else's progress, exactly. you know, yeah. because, you know, eventually, you know, you, you see someone, you know, high and mighty, you know, clap for them. You know, your time is going to come where you're going to clap for yourself yeah. and other people are going to clap for mm-hmm. you. A little analogy that I really like is that, you know, all of us drive here. And so when we're in the freeway and we're driving in one lane and then we see that the lane next to us is like going fast and, you know, doesn't have any traffic. We move over to that lane and then that lane goes slow. And you're like, oh, my gosh, like I came in here thinking it was going to be fast. And then you try to go back in the other lane and the other cars are like, no, you left us. I'm not going to let you come back. Like, you know, they have a little vendetta against us. So then sometimes we think like we want to be in the other person's lane. Sometimes we want to. We don't want to stick to our lane. Sometimes I'm too busy worrying and seeing what, seeing God's promises fulfilled for you that he, I'm that I don't even see the promises that He's doing in my life. Sometimes we're too busy and pro- preoccupied to thinking about um, other, other people's, people's other people's blessing, other people's plates, and you know we always see the the how Josue was saying the other time. I mean earlier that our <coughs> progress isn't. You know, one straight line isn't isn't it isn't linear. Sometimes we want to see the the product, but you, we don't want to put in the work to to see that product. And we need to, you know, like Joseph, go through roundabouts and and circles. And and it's not maybe for some people it is going to be linear, but for other people it's going to be have a roller coaster. Have you guys ever seen that video of uh, physics class where this guy gets a ball and there's yeah. like a there's oh, like yeah. a little thing like this, night, and there's one like this, and the one that goes into a dip actually mm-hmm. gets faster. Than the one that goes in a linear mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's so. Dude, honestly, I don't even understand that. I look at it, I'm like, what? How can that be possible? But it's because even physics right. dare <laughs> not to move what already got established. Mm-hmm. It's not about what we want <laughs> because that's yeah, our problem, right? Yeah. We we want to move things the way we want, but it's not about what we want. It's about what God already established. Cat, yeah. you have something to say? Yes. Um. Oh my gosh. 
Um, so much. Yeah. It, it's because when you guys were talking, like w- the transition of us like not feeling cringe and then coming to a realization that it is God's plan and not ours, um, that's because I think we've all reached like a level of maturity. Mm. And that's the the number one thing that I saw with Joseph. Because if you guys remember when he had like the encounter with his brothers once again, he told them, like I was reading the thing and he told them like three times, like, don't worry about it. God sent me. And I'm going to read it to you guys so you guys like, have a little context. And it says, Genesis 45. Five. Now, do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me ahead of you to save life and preserve our family. Seven. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. Eight. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. So at this point, it's like Joseph in the beginning was very, you know, prideful and made it all about him but then he realized what god's process and promise was because he was saying like and it it it, it's even more beautiful because as we were talking earlier like joseph is like a figure of jesus as well and it's like jesus saying like okay no matter what you did it's it's like me and god made it like a like a deal that whatever you did is not gonna fall on you it's on me now and and so when i think like like once you go through that process you have to be mature number one because being a leader being a someone in front you're gonna have a lot of case scenarios where people are gonna go against you they're gonna uh speak bad about you or they're gonna be a lot of things that can come to play where you have to be the bigger person like you can no longer say like oh what you did to me i'm gonna do back to you because that's that's not you being mature right and so that's what we see here because even when the situation was injustice in joseph's case it was really injustice right Mm -hmm. what they did to him he could have like said like no i'm not gonna like, I'm going to pretend like I don't know you guys and I'm going to yell at you guys or start a fight, pick up a fight. Right. But he realized at this moment, like, it's OK. Like, whatever you guys did, it's not on you guys anymore, but it's because God sent me. And mm-hmm. um, that was like eye opening because, yes, we go from like being immature to mature and thinking like, OK, now we have to be a little bit more selfless and have to see like how we can work a situation that can either go bad. But you flip your mindset and be like okay let's make it into something good and it's crazy because the the roles switched right yeah. you know joseph's brothers you know sold them and now joseph was in the position of his brothers and he could have been like you know what guys you guys mistreated me as yeah. a kid you guys sold me you guys lied to my dad you know i'm not giving you guys anything because you know i'm yeah. still angry but you know throughout his whole process like you were saying god changed them and he matured and um you know god healed his heart and exactly. it's crazy the way he healed his heart from that moment of meeting with his brothers because it was such a, like, imagine the trauma of being dumped into a well. Yeah. And then, like, him feeling resentment towards his brother. Because once he saw them again, and being he, sold. He, he saw them, he went back into his, his, like, his house, his room, and he yelled so loud that all of Egypt mm-hmm. heard him. Imagine how much... Like rage, and how tough, much yeah. hate and stuff he had to let go of in order to help his brothers yeah. again. Because yeah. imagine all that tra- trauma of like being left alone. He he got separated from all he knew into a new land that they mistreated him too. Even though he gained so much, but it, it, it imagine like only a person can know like yeah. who goes through that. But you can see even through that he reached a level of even like freedom from his own like like burdens of like being forgotten and being lonely and into coming up becoming a leader that god wanted him to be 
And the beautiful thing is, um, like you were saying, like you know how he was being mistreated. You know he felt alone. If we read the whole his whole like his whole life, every process he went through, uh, at the end, it would say God was always with Joseph. You know, maybe he felt lonely. You know, he didn't have friends. He didn't have you know family. He he didn't know anyone, but you know. God was with him. Maybe he didn't feel him at the moment. Maybe he didn't recognize, or maybe, you know, he wasn't even thinking about that. But, you know, God is always with us no matter what part in our process we're in. Mm -hmm. You know, we may feel alone. We may feel, you know, left out, abandoned <coughs> by, you know, people that, you know, we thought loved us just like Joseph thought his brothers loved them. Like, imagine, Danny, how would you feel if your brothers sold you? Like, one day, like, hey, bro, bro. 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 we don't want you. It's horrible, bro. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and I was reading a little bit, and I want to read Genesis 37, 28. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took him to Egypt. And I was uh, telling Danny and the kids the other day that, you know, I was doing a little study, and the silver means redemption, and I can give a little um, evidence for that. So Leviticus 27, three says a male servant was sold at 50 shekels of silver. A female servant was sold at 30 shekels of silver. In Zechariah um, <coughs> 11, 12, the Old Testament prophesies that, the, that Jesus would be sold at 30 shekels of silver. This was the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, Matthew 27, 15 says, uh, why was Jesus not sold at 50 shekels since he was male? He was sold at 50 shekels and 50 shekels was a male servant. Why was he not, why was he not sold? Jesus was sold as, as, at 30 shekels. Why was he not sold at 50 if 50 was for a guy? Because Christ came to redeem his bride and his bride is seen as the church. So I feel like it's beautiful because even since the beginning, he was sold at 20 shekels of silver and we read that silver equals redemption. And at the end of it all, he was redeemed at the end of it all. God was with him even through the beginning. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, uh, everything you guys said, just honestly, uh, I was I was looking for some notes that I heard of preaching. And honestly, I heard this preaching and this guy was, was saying everything you guys said. He said, the first thing that you guys have to understand about being a leader is that everybody's process is different. And honestly, um, and it's just it's just everything that you guys just been saying about it was little things that that you guys are saying like for example i was i was seeing another one there's this saying that i always i always say to myself i don't like to say it out loud but it says the greener the it says the other side is not always greener but it's fake it's it's, it's fake grass and then it makes starts making sense that the way that other people have gotten there maybe it's just uh how do you how is it like a placeholder for you and and i i've learned that in my life in my short 30 years of life that um that uh you it takes a lot dude it, it takes a lot and i don't want you guys to by any means think thinking that uh the process has to be quick and it's a quick wash quick cycle and send it out but actually if if it's quick you don't get to learn if you, even if you can see up uh, david um just to kind of like set up the next one you guys can see that he, <laughs> he went through mm -hmm. a lot of cycles and i want to finish by saying this um joseph forgives his brothers brings his father back sees his younger brother and he gives it the best place to live in egypt exactly mm -hmm. how it started that's exactly how he ended just processed mm -hmm. just shown and if you guys remember i read you guys in ezekiel that out of every single brother 
Joseph was the one that got double portion. Right, yeah. So double blessing and recognition in his life. All right, guys. God bless you guys. Um, it was been a blast, honestly. And honestly, uh, I hope this was a blessing. Mm. May God help us and use us for this to be a blessing. And honestly, follow us on Instagram, on TikTok. I don't even know where we are, where else we are. But follow us, and I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Take care. God bless.